everybody and welcome back to another episode of the fantasy blue balls podcast i'm luke walsh and i'm joined by eric reesberg and jackson dutton we are your hosts for this episode of the podcast guys how are we doing tonight doing pretty good yeah doing great it's awesome to be back yeah great jackson, to have th- you yeah thanks for coming on um here to boast over your large victory this week or or whoa what's let's the deal not, here? hang on let's not get ahead of ourselves all right <laughs> all right sorry i'm just excited about it uh, it's, i mean it's it is very exciting <laughs> you know it, it worked out conveniently i have the you know the time off i usually i play pickleball on thursdays and so being able to be here today is more out of availability but also i think i have a pretty good reason to come out and talk and so i'm pretty excited to to review last week and get hyped for this week. Yeah, I love it. Um, how is the pickleball scene these days? I know it was hot for a while. Is it still? So I have a place where I play indoors. So I'm in a league on Thursdays. And so that's been good. Obviously, it's, it's better when you can play outside um, for free. Um, so, you know, that's kind of the tough part of winter. But I've been really enjoying playing. And so, you know, my parents got me into that. And yeah, so it's been it's been nice to like kind of have that activity to do to honestly active, even though it's cold as hell outside, which I think we're all experiencing everywhere now. Yeah, absolutely. Luke and I have both been hit by hit by the cold real hard this week. It's been, it's been uh, insanely stupid this week. <laughs> yeah. What, what is the average walk time for you and Seb over this last week? I mean, today we had a high of negative four. So, right. Yeah. Um, when I know that, uh, I don't want him to go number two, uh, because he's done it recently, then we hop out there for like five minutes, maybe long enough to pee and go back inside. Yeah, pretty much. But, uh, when he hasn't, when he hasn't pooped for a while, we gotta like, we gotta put the boots on, we gotta put a coat on cause he takes a while. He's not like a, he's not like a poop right away kind of dog. He needs to move for a bit before something happens. And so when that happens, we're about 10, 15 minutes. And so I'm just like the past today specifically, I've been like full bundled up. Like you can only see my eyeballs. You got the scarf and all that stuff going on. Yep. And like my eyelashes are still like icing. <laughs> yep. Totally. I had, uh, I threw on my neck gator today when I was shoveling the driveway because yep. it, it was so cold. My eyes were like freezing over. It is bad, but um, that's what we get for living here, I guess. I mean, yeah, but it's not like it's not like this happened last year. <laughs> yeah, this might be colder than it was ever last year, but that's at least right. in December. Yeah, that's all right. That it is what it is, right? Well, yeah, it it's, is. It's been a while since I feel like, at least you know, in the Quad Cities where I'm usually after Christmas, since we've had like a white Christmas, so this is definitely different for that. Yeah, I, I do love the fact that it's going to be a white Christmas, nice big piles of snow, Christmas oh, lights yeah. on. Like, it's very magical. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan. Yeah, so Jackson, you're you're already uh, outside of Indy for the holiday, yeah? Yeah, so I my last day of work was Wednesday, so yesterday. Uh, last day with kids was Tuesday, so I drove back right after work Wednesday. And so, yeah, I've been here for... About 24 hours now, which has been nice. My sister's in town as well from New York, and so we're all together. And you know, I think my family's all outside or all all in the basement, like playing ping pong while I'm up recording this podcast. But 
I'm excited I get to do this. And, I'll, you know, I've been dominating ping pong, so I'll get back down there in a little while. How gracious of you to let them win a couple of games. That's that's very, very thoughtful. It's so nice. It's the holiday season, you know. It's all about, you know, giving. And so I just want to make sure I can do that. That's great. I love that. But Incredible. maybe not in fantasy football this week. I, I don't know how much giving I want to do. It's all taking in the playoffs. That's, that's all right. that matters. I mean, yeah, we're, we all, we're all that are still in it. We're all playing for something uh, to win. I mean, we're all, we're all looking to get that cash prize and that prestige of, uh, of winning the league. Absolutely. Definitely. Definitely. And we don't, and we'll talk about it in the uh, matchup previews later, but no carryover pot given away this year. Correct. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's that time of season where it's always good to just be thankful and give stuff and be around family and friends. And it's always enjoyed more with something to drink. So Jackson, why don't you lead us off? What are we drinking tonight, man? So I'm kind of restricted to what's already at my parents' house. Um, but I got um, a truly hard seltzer. It's a, they're like holiday edition. And so I'm rocking the cran orange flavor tonight, 5%, 100 calories. I know I'm a big seltzer boy. It's who I am, but they are delicious. And so, yeah, I've had a, I've had a few of these before this podcast, and I realized, man, I've got to better slow up on these before I get on this thing. Nah, you don't have to slow up. You don't have to be sober to do this podcast. No, that, that's we true. Really are. That's true. But I have a, I have a podcast segment that I'm excited about, and I wanted to make sure I was fully functional for it. That's fair. Want to be nice and clean, right to the point. That's honorable, honestly. It is, yeah. That's me. What about you guys? Um, so I am rocking um, some scotch tonight. I have um, a Callan 12, uh, neat. Um, it is a 43% ABV, and it's it's really good. I, I, I like scotch. I don't buy it very often because it's not the cheapest thing in the world, but it's nice to find one that you like because then you know you can just go back to that if you're if you're itching to get some more scotch, so... Um, I'm enjoying it. It's very good. Nice. Nice. I myself, I'm rocking a, uh, a bourbon from a local distillery, uh, little round still. It's their boathouse bourbon. It's 46 and a half percent ABV. Um, and it is quite good. I don't, I'm not doing it neat. I'm doing it on rocks. Um, because they specifically in like their description, they're like, we overproofed it so that when you put it on, like on rocks, it's still going to fuck you up. Mm, that's <laughs> smart. It's nice. They let you know, like on the packaging. Yeah. Yeah. It was very considerate of them to do that. So yeah. I was like, Oh, sweet. Where is little round still? Uh, they're in Wadena, Minnesota. Mm, that's right. Yeah. I, I off the top of my head could not like, rip the specific location of that but it's minnesota based probably like dead center probably i mean i got this i got this through a work um like charity auction that we do uh every year so um it's got to be somewhat close you would think right or someone has a connection right exactly but yeah it's pretty good sounds delicious i'm enjoying it yeah it's like north it's northwest of the cities looks to be well West, just west of Brainerd, so yeah, so like dead center, yeah, basically, yep, nice, yeah, it's good. Well, shall we get into the news? Let's we should. It. We yeah, we definitely should. 
and we'll start off the news for the NFL uh, with just a reminder that games happen on Saturdays now. <laughs> so much so this week, all but four of them are happening. I think on on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, I think this mostly has to do with the NBA, right? I mean, they own Christmas Day. That's kind of so. that's kind of their thing, and so they probably were like, "Hey, NFL, don't take our day." Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there'll still be a couple of games on Sunday, but yeah, the large majority of them are going to be Saturday. Um, and there's still a Monday night game, I believe, as well. So, yep. yes, there uh, is Monday night, Sunday night, and like two set Sunday afternoons or something like that. Like it's it's thin on Sunday. I think there's I think there's three games on Saturday or on Sunday. I mean, like one yep. per slot, probably. Yep. Yeah. Yep. There's, yeah. There's, exactly yep. that. Yeah, gotcha. and I think it makes sense to kind of like have the prime time be on Sunday on Christmas, like have basically three standalone games. And because on Saturday there's no college football, you have nothing you're competing against. I honestly don't blame them. Yeah, no, it makes a ton of sense, and I'm sure the NBA was involved because they don't want to give up their space either. I will say, looking at the slate for Sunday, it is not going to be a good slate of games. I think it looked a lot better when they planned it than what it actually is. Yeah, let me just, Eric, let me just read these off for you. Since I think Jackson's checked it out. So the Sunday noon game is Packers Dolphins down in Miami. Okay. Which is like, okay, fine, whatever. Fine. Sunday afternoon. Broncos and Rams. Oh, dear Lord. That's also a Nickelodeon game, folks. It is a Nickelodeon game. I mean, that's that's probably the place to watch it because that's the only way you're going to find entertainment. Just constant slime is all it's going to be. No, because the slime zone is when they score a touchdown. There's going to be no slime happening. Maybe they'll adapt it anytime there's a tackle because, like, it's not going to happen. No, they need to do, like, a a sliming for every three and out. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Then there's going to be an overload of slime. That's great. I love that. Uh, And then the Sunday night game, Tampa Bay and Arizona. Oh, my gosh. Just a a day full of struggling teams. Holy cow. So, I mean, it is Christmas Day, so just get your drink and uh, honestly, just don't even watch football. Just check the scores. That's right. Yep. <laughs> just win win your championships on Saturday and be done with it. Yeah, I don't know or if it'll advanced, compare. Or advance to the championships. I don't know if it'll compare to the you know Saturday games we got this past week. Um, those yeah. primetime games, especially two of them, were very good. Yeah, that, yeah. Um, that Minnesota game was insane. Just like the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Like I, I was not watching most of the like most of the first half. I was making buns and doing whatever, um, getting ready for Christmas parties and whatnot. And like Sarah was upstairs wrapping presents and she kept just yelling the score down. Like, oh, it's fifteen to zero. Oh, twenty two to zero. And I'm like, <laughs> what is happening? So I like barely checked in. Um, and I wasn't even gonna watch the second half, but I came up to wrap some presents and then we started scoring. And I was like, oh maybe I can keep watching this and it turned out to be great. Yeah, it was a brutal watch. I watched the entire first half. I, I'd given up all hope. I started questioning my religion. I started questioning everything. (laughs) I, I, um, and I was like, okay, I'm going to, I got to change the mojo, took the Jersey off, went to my room, just, you know, started doing something else. I just needed to, to change the energy and I was, you know, following along at the beginning of the second half on my phone just a little bit because what it came down to was I needed Kirk and Dalvin Cook to just give me 
any fantasy points at this point. I was just I would have taken yeah, just like yeah, a semblance of scoring. It doesn't right. even have to be to the projection, just halfway there. That's that's what yeah. I hope for. And then I just slowly started seeing, okay, well we're doing something here and the change of mojo worked and it was nuts. And I was honestly dreading going to work if the Colts would have won because I'm a known Vikings fan at my school. Right. And I mean yeah. I live in Indianapolis and the the shit I would have taken would have been unreal. Yeah, and they still gave me crap. Rough. And they still gave me crap because like, well, you still lost to the Colts who suck. It's like, hey man, you blew a thirty three nothing lead. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Right. So pretty brutal stuff. Yeah, they can't they like can't give you any crap at all. Like after like cool. They went up thirty three nothing. Whatever. They blew a thirty three nothing lead. <laughs> right. Well, and that's what, I told, that's what I told him. I was like, you do know what the, if the outcome would have been the other way, the amount of crap you would have given me. So just keep that in mind as we sit here. <laughs> as we sit in the break room. <laughs> exactly. Totally. Uh, but speaking of Indy, they have decided that what they did last week was not acceptable. And Big Dick Nick is going to be starting again um, in Indy. This will be the, gosh, I think it's like 12th season in a row that he will have started a game or something like that. Sounds just, about right. Which is kind of crazy. Maybe it's not 12, but every yeah. season he's been in the league, he's as, he has started at least one game. Um, and this is just purely because Matt Ryan is washed completely. And cursed. Yeah. <laughs> washed and cursed. It's both that's true. A, that's a bad combo. I think, honestly, the Colts, I mean, and I've said this to like Colts fans that I work with and just listening to local sports talk radio, they should want to lose out. Like, honestly, beautiful tank loss by the Colts to give their fans hope for two hours and then, you know, still lose the game, which helps their draft pick. Like, they should want to lose, to be honest. And not that Matt, I think keeping Matt Ryan would also help them lose, but, it, like, it doesn't matter. They have three bad quarterback options. And yeah. so yep. it's kind of pick your poison at this point. I think right. it's pretty clear that Jeff Saturday will not be picking up this job at the end of the season. And yet, and yet, there's still a chance that they'll convince themselves that hiring him as the full-time head coach is the right thing to do. Uh, they should not. I mean, he did not make no. a very good case for people who are walking off the street to suddenly become NFL head coaches. And I know he played in the league, but it's just like there's a reason you have to go through all the steps to get there for the most part. Like, And there are super good coaches who are still horrible at time management and things like that. And they've, you know, Mike McCarthy is a great example. He's won a Super Bowl and he's still horrible at time management. Do we think Jeff Saturday is going to suddenly be able to do it? Yeah, no, I, I think this is this uh, clearest sign as, as ever that he will not be getting uh, the job moving forward, but also because also because he's just not qualified. Um, anyways, that's enough of Indy. Uh, other news that we have: Dallas Goddard is going to return this week, um, just in time for some people's fantasy playoffs, which is good news um, for anyone that has him or was able to hang on to him until this point. Um, he's a pretty automatic tight end one. I would say he's the top three of guys that you start. I mean, Kelsey's obviously one, and then you argue. Andrews and Goddard, I think, for two right now. I mean, can yeah, we talk uh, about Goddard? The- Goddard yeah. went, sorry. Yeah, Goddard went out week 10 um, was the last time he played since then. I mean, he's still the tight end 11 in standard and 14 in PPR, which just like shows you the, the tight end landscape and how shitty it is. Um, but even like 
even before that, Dallas Goddard was averaging 10.2 fantasy points a game at the tight end position, which puts him right behind Mark Andrews in terms of production for the season. Yeah, he was just flat, steady. He mm-hmm. was so consistent for us. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. I feel like the tight end position has just been brutal this year. Like, the, there's just been lack of consistency other than Kelsey. Because even like Mark Andrews, who's like, I think, widely considered to be the second best tight end. He's, I mean, it doesn't help that Lamar's been injured, but like he's had some bad weeks. Yeah, he struggled pretty hard this Mark year as Andrews, well. Mark Andrews is still the tight end, too. But uh, the tidbit that I laid out like a couple weeks ago, whatever, that the, the gap between Kelsey and Andrews was the same between uh, Andrews and tight end 32, that has grown. <laughs> Makes sense. Kelsey is a full 99 points ahead of Mark Andrews. That's um, unreal. Which you take that, that's the gap between one and two. So the gap from two to 99 points down puts you down at tight end 44. Oh my gosh. The positional value is just unreal with Kelsey. It really is. I mean, it, it's there's nothing like it. Yeah, there's nothing like it. Nothing. No, no not at all. I mean, there's... If if there's ever an argument for taking a tight end first overall, it's the existence of Travis Kelsey. <laughs> yep, hundred um, percent. Next up here we have Chase Edmonds. He is set to return from IR just in time to watch the buildings burn. Um, I don't why. I don't even know why you bring him back at this point. Because they traded for him. So why not use him? <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I guess that's really the only reason. Um, He's unstartable in any format ever. Agreed. Yep. Yep. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't touch that. Uh, yeah, that's pretty that's much re- it. That's really all there is to that. And then yeah. Kyler Murray, he is said to be good to go for the start of next season. Um, so recovery time a little shorter, um, which is good news for Arizona than maybe was initially expected. So um, we'll yep. see him running around backyard football style once again. Yeah, and who knows? Maybe it's with a new head coach. Yeah, I'll believe Kyler being back, you know, when I see it. But yeah, there definitely needs to be some changes in Arizona for them to be kind of fully functional. Because they have a lot of talent, but I think there's just the vibes are bad, as they would say. Yeah, I mean, if anything, outside of just his recovery from the ACL surgery, um, he's got a lot of time to play modern warfare. That's true. Oh yeah, his so his KDR is going to be insane. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be absolutely absolutely wild. That's for sure. Um, so good for him. But yeah, that's what we've got for the news. And so now we'll jump ahead into some of the injuries from this past week. Leading off with the big one uh, at the quarterback position, Jalen Hurts suffered a shoulder sprain in the game against the Chicago Bears. He has been ruled out for Week 16 already, and Next in line to start is the one and only Gardner Minshew making his return to the starting quarterback position in Philly. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, impact as to what this means, there's a slight downgrade to all Philly players, but it's not like Minshew is a bad quarterback. No, he's going to do enough to keep this offensive float, but I would agree there's a slight downgrade. Um, I think Devonte Smith probably gets hurt the most, um, mm-hmm. of anyone on the team. Um, but 
I think it almost helps Dallas Goddard because I think for Gardner, because he's less like – hasn't been playing in the offense as much, I think he'll rely on the tight end a little bit more. So I think it almost helps Goddard. But, yeah, I mean, Minshew has done a pretty good job. I think he's honestly the original Milf Hunter. If you look Agreed. at that, if you look at that stash, the hair, just everything about yep. him, I think he, he kind of, I think he's going to do a good job. I think he could be a starting quarterback somewhere else. He just happens to be behind, you know, Jalen Hurts with the Eagles. But I think that's why they have him on this team in case anything would happen to Jalen. I think this is classic Eagles to have a backup plan in mind. We've seen this before. Yes, we have. Yeah. Uh, to give you an idea of what the potential impact could be for Dallas Goddard with Minshew starting in the one start uh, outside of week 18 that Minshew had last year, which was week 13, Dallas Goddard had six catches for 105 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. Wow. You love to see it. Um, yeah. And, and they're not going to be running the ball much in this game. Dallas is too good at run defense for them to really gain a lot of traction, even though this off running offense is quite good. I just, I just think they're going to end up throwing the ball. Yeah. And especially uh, the Cowboys are dealing with injuries in the secondary uh, defensive backs are down. Trayvon Diggs uh, is questionable for this Saturday as well. Now uh, with an injury that popped up earlier today. Um, so yeah, that secondary is hurting in Dallas right now. Yeah, it'll be an interesting game to see. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. And a must win for the Eagles. Yeah. I feel like it's a win and they get home field, right? Yes. I almost feel like it's a bigger game for the Cowboys. Like, I mean, I just don't think the Eagles are going to lose out. Because I think the only way the Eagles don't get home field is if they lose out. Yeah, that's true. But Oh, yeah, that's true. The the. The Eagles do just need to win one game to lock up home field. But if you do it this week with your backup starting, then Jalen Hurts doesn't have to go the rest of the season until playoffs. Yep, that's right. That's true. Lots to play for. So, that, that'll be that's kind of the four or three o'clock game on Saturday. That's sort of the premium matchup. And I think it's going to be pretty good. Yep, yep. I agree. Definitely should be. Next up, Lamar Jackson, uh, quarterback for the Ravens, still dealing with his, his injury. He has already been ruled out for week, week 16, which means Tyler Huntley gets another week of starting for the Ravens, despite himself dealing with a shoulder injury. So it's been rough for Baltimore the past couple weeks already. It is not getting any better. Yeah, you'd rather break Tyler Huntley than Lamar, Lamar Jackson. So, yeah. Honestly, that's, that's really what this comes down to. Yep, exactly. And the, the Ravens are fighting for a wild card spot at this point. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, I mean, even in like week 18, when they play the Bengals, I think the Bengals are gonna, might have like have the North already kind of locked up. Yeah, the AFC yep. is like really good. <laughs> it's stupid how good the AFC is. Yeah. Next up, Ryan Tannehill of the Tennessee Titans suffered a high ankle sprain, already been ruled out for week 16, uh, which means it's what, Malik Willis? Yep. So start up your Derrick Henry as you already were. Yeah. Yeah. Fade the Titans, I'd say. Yep. Next up on the QB list, we have Colt McCoy of the Arizona Cardinals. He suffered a concussion. Uh, He is out for week 16. It is the Trace McSorley show. Um, I love it. Do you really? No, I just love it because the Trace McSorley song that blew up last year. That like there was a song that some guy at Penn State when he was playing at Penn State made. Mm. And it's, 
I'll I'll put it on the the sleeper app, but it's a, it's a bop. I found it on TikTok last year when he was playing, I think behind Lamar. Um, and it's just it's just super funny. No, I think the Cardinals are gonna suck for sure. I just like the Trace McSorley song. Solid. Yeah, the only thing I would remotely even think about is James Conner, but that's against a fair, still decent run defense in Tampa Bay. So Hopkins I maybe wouldn't. Eat- yeah, I was going to say Hopkins would be the other one that like you could flex or wide receiver three because of his talent. You're Gosh, not loving it, but I he don't still did so. get 11. He still did get 11 targets last week with uh, McSorley playing half of that game. Yeah, I don't know when his targets came in that game, but when I looked at McSorley's stats here, he was 7 of 15 for 92 yards, which isn't the worst thing in the world, but two picks. So right. they're not going to trust him to throw whatsoever. You would think not. Desperate times in Arizona. I also just don't know if you, depending on how your team looks, if you like have the like, you know, can afford to not start Hopkins. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. You might not have enough depth. That's a good point. Yep, exactly. So that is what we have for the quarterbacks. Next up, running backs. We have some uh, another big one. First up, Jonathan Taylor. Dealing with a high ankle sprain, he has been ruled out for the rest of the season, placed on IR, so he's done. Uh, he already was kind of a bust in terms of in terms of first overall pick or second overall pick, wherever you got him. He's been dealing with injuries all year. This just uh, fizzles out an already disappointing season from a Jonathan Taylor perspective. Yeah, not much to add. Um, he's been disappointing, but not really because of his performance when he's in. When he's in, he's actually been all right. Um, yep. He's been banged up a lot. Yep, for sure. I just think it's the curse of being the almost consensus number one overall pick. You know, I think you get that put on you. It's, it's a mark on you that's hard to get rid of. And it's, it was all, it's almost like the, how the Madden curse used to be a thing. Mm. Yeah, totally. Yep. Uh, so what this means for the backfield in Indy, uh, it's going to be split between Zach Moss and Deion Jackson. Moss was more effective last week in terms of yardage, um, but Jackson was more efficient. Technically, they both had I mean, Jackson had 13 carries. Moss had 24. So Moss got the, the bulk of the work. But yeah, I think I think overall I'm more into Moss than Jackson, um, unless you're in unless you're in a full PPR. Otherwise, I think it's Moss is the guy. Mm hmm. I yep. think it's a stay away uh, backfield, but yeah, of, of the options. Yep. I agree. Mm-hmm. I if, would stay if, away if you can. If you need to do one of them, Moss would be the one I would prefer. Yep. Same. Next up, Caleb Huntley suffered an Achilles injury. He has also been placed on IR. He is done for the rest of the season. So what this means in the backfield for Atlanta is Tyler Algier gets a majority of the work now. Seems he's the guy uh, over Cordero Patterson even. And Algier looked pretty good last week. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of upside here for Algier. The volume is obviously going to be there. I mean, 17 carries on only 50% of the snaps. Um, it's pretty pretty good um, when you're looking at, you know, just an offensive player from a volume perspective. Yeah. Um, but he's probably on someone's roster. He's probably not going to be able to be picked up. But he's probably startable this week. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would feel I would feel pretty good starting Algier if uh, if you were in that position. Yep. Yeah, I think his sleeper projections are bad. He's only at six point seven five in in our sleeper, which I think is low. Agreed. Yeah, it's a little it's a little low. You know, the Atlanta backfield. 
another you know situation I think you want to avoid if you can, but I think if you need to start Algier if you have to. Yep. For sure. Next up, Austin Eckler dealing with a shoulder injury. He should be okay. I mean, there's they're fighting for a playoff spot. They're gonna want one of their biggest playmakers um in that backfield. So they'll rest him this week, maybe get a little limited practice in, but he should play on Monday night. Helps he gets the extra day. It does. Yeah. And yep. finally, Kenneth Walker uh, was already dealing with an ankle injury. Now he is dealing with a back injury. I believe Pete Carroll said some spasms in practice. He has not, or I guess what would have been practice because Walker has not practiced yet this week. They're projecting he plays. He came out, looked pretty effective uh, against a very strong 49ers defense last week. Still only 9.9 points, but that's better than what you expect anyone going up against the 49ers defense to get. Yeah, he's he's a stud. He's awesome. Um, if he goes, um, he's an automatic start every time. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, next up, Jackson, what are the wide receivers looking like? Yeah, so let's kind of run through the wide receivers. So first up is Tyler Lockett, who's got a fractured finger, so he's going to be out week 16. Um, Seattle is going up the, up against the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, so obviously you're going to fire up your DK Metcalf. Um, I, I guess that would mean what Marquise Brown? No, not Marquise Brown. Marquise Goodwin, correct? Yep, Marquise Goodwin. He's definitely worth looking at. Yep. Yeah, I know Lockett. For some people, like has has been a very good wide receiver this year. He's been like super underrated. I feel like all year. Obviously, the like ascendance of Geno has helped him a lot, but definitely a loss for the Seattle, especially going up against Kansas City. But yeah. Take a look at um, Marquise, but yeah, you got to obviously roll with DK and hope for the best. Yep, agreed. Next up, oh man, tough name. Equiminius, is that how you say it best? The, the Equiminius. Equiminius, yeah. the less good brother of Amon Ra, uh, St. Brown. He Accurate. Is, he is, has a concussion. Um, he plays for the Bears, and so he is doubtful. I mean, other than Fields and maybe Montgomery, I feel like the Bears just—it's it, tough, Luke. Listen, you weren't—you weren't starting this guy, but uh, what this does is it just removes another target with Claypool already being down. Um, Equinemius was getting a lot of the the targets outside of Colcomet, so this just reduces the amount of people that Fields can throw to, which means more running work for Fields. Oh, no. On the plus side, Khalil Herbert is set to return this week. Yeah, yeah that's true. Um, but yeah, this is going to be the Justin Fields show on the ground once again. And he is gunning for that single season quarterback rush. Yeah, he record. wants it and he's going to get it, I think. So, I think the, just the, only, the only thing you watch out for is just don't let him get hurt. You know, I think what's been nice about Fields, if you're a Bears fan, I think, Luke, you would agree to this. He's proven himself to be the guy. Perfect. Go into next season, rebuild your Bears team, and go into it like in a much better situation. Don't let him get hurt. So he can run all he wants. Just make sure he doesn't get hurt. A hundred percent that. Yep. Agreed. Honestly, if the play was snap it and then just like form a wall of players around him and then just run forward, I think that would be uh, ideal. Not a horrible call. (laughs) They already Uh, know he's running anyway. (laughs) Yeah, honestly. 
Uh, next up, we've got Denzel Mims, wide receiver for the New York Jets. He is out this week with a concussion. We are recurring the, recording this during the Jets game, so hopefully you didn't have Mims in your lineup. Uh, I think it just means a little bit more work for your Jarrett Wilsons, uh, your Isaiah Moores. Uh, Elijah Moore. Elijah yeah. Moore. Thank Elijah you. Moore. Elijah uh, Corey Davis, potentially. Corey Davis, well. yeah. I just, though, obviously we have this game kind of going on as we're recording. going to be a defensive struggle, but if you've started your, your Jets or your Jaguars, you're kind of rolling with it. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then last on the wide receiver list, we have Chris Olave, um, rookie wide receiver for the New Orleans Saints. He has a hamstring injury and is out this week. Man, the Saints situation has just been kind of brutal this year. Like, not being able to play Jameis all year, basically. And it's just been tough. Tough sledding for that for that team. And so, if they you are... Tough. They, got, they got a shit hand. Yeah, I think if the you're universe rocking. is trying to tell the Saints that enough is enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, if you are rocking any Saints receivers... Oh, like Marquise Callaway, or, uh, Rashid. Actually, there Rashid. is one. I was going to say there is Rashid. We'll talk about later. Yeah, yeah Rashid Shahid. He is he is someone, but yeah, another kind of brutal team situation going on, and just they've had some really bad injury luck. I, I think trading for Olave was awesome, but now the Eagles have their first round pick, and so the Eagles are in an awesome spot getting a high first round pick plus being really good this year. So it's just kind of crazy how snake bit the saints have been all year. Yep. And so that is it for wide receivers. And we do not have any notable tight end injuries. We're talking Sorry, about speaking of, before we move on, uh, speaking of the Saints injuries, uh, Jarvis Landry was also placed on IR with an ankle injury. He's mm. his season's done. Yeah, he's yeah he's getting up there in age too. I don't know how long he'll continue to battle through injuries like this. Um, yeah, so we'll have to see what happens with Jarvis Landry. Um, but moving on from that, we will go into our weekly recap. So four matchups to recap here, um, four that were involved in a bracket of some sort. Um, so the first one we have our low score hashtag trade Montgomery going against Bitch Cup and Bitch Cup breaking the streak and picking up a win. Um, he did it in in the consolation playoff bracket so um congratulations there um team rennie dropping a deuce to um too many cooks potentially known as one mini cook um 113.46 to 98.8 i would like to note that it's three wins in a row for the too many cooks team you did it which and it's it's this one doesn't count against your your chances. That's the true. I'm not. Overall. I'm no longer ruining my lottery chances by winning. So yeah, um, we will continue to do so. Um, but then in the brackets that matter here, um, one of our two featured matchups here, we have the close spread of the week. The Daft Punk tribute band edging out Chub Thumping one fifteen point two three to one thirteen point one two. Uh, Luke, anything in particular that that you feel went right for you this week? Uh, what went right was Jalen Hurts uh, getting three rushing touchdowns. One of them was an incredible draw play that the Bears just were totally fooled on in the red zone. The other two were the classic QB sneak on the one yard line. Um, but Jalen Hurts with thirty five point seven fantasy points, uh, absolutely crushing it. CD Lamb was seventeen point two, um, and then in terms of other top performers, uh, Chigo Conquo 
with eight points at the tight end position. He's been good. He has been good for sure. And I'm Mm -hmm. looking forward to, to what he looks like in the future. Um, but besides that pretty steady performances from Jacobs Evans and then Terry, a big old dud from Miles Sanders and the Cowboys defense. Cowboys defense only putting up three points in that surprising loss to the Jacksonville Jaguars. And then Miles Sanders with 1.4 fantasy points as he didn't even touch the ball until five minutes left in the first half. Yeah, kind of kind of a weird usage for Sanders this week. Um, we but... talked last week about the Eagles like just running the ball against the Bears. They did the opposite of that. They targeted the passing game because the Bears defense was actually playing them hard and it was a closer game than everyone expected it to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's weird. I don't I don't totally understand it, but I mean, obviously it worked because they won. So yeah. um, coaching clearly matters. Um, on the other side of the ball here, we've got T. Higgins just barely beating his projection. Um, really no one standing way above themselves. Noah Fant, pretty good day with 11.7 points. Yeah. yeah. Um, five for eight, 32 and a touchdown. The touchdown really helps there. Um, Nick Folk kicking like his life depends on it. And that's San Francisco <laughs> defense doing um, what they do best as I, well. I mean, proving um, that they're the top defense in the league. Yeah, a hundred percent. But as far as some disappointments, I mean, pretty much the whole running back squad here, Chubb only putting up 9.9 and Mixon only putting up 7.9 really, really hurts. Um, those are two guys that Josh relies on um, pretty heavily in his, in his normal rotations. So yep. um, that, that just hurts. It's tough. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Gino only with 14.3 as well. Kind of disappointing from him. But yeah, and then in terms of missed opportunities from both of these teams, I mean, Latavius Murray on Josh's bench with 21.7, Ramondre Stevenson on mine with 24.8. Questionable it, tag, though, so it's kind of hard to trust. They, right, yeah, I did not I did not think he would be going, and then uh, he came out and put up 172 and a touchdown. So Seems I, about I right. Just trust the yep. process. And then Josh also with Zay Jones dropping 33 points on his bench. Yeah, Zay is balling out this year. He was He's having nuts. a great year. Yeah, he's wide receiver 22 in standard and 19 in PPR. Like, he is balling out this year. Over the past um, five weeks, Zay Jones is wide receiver five. Yeah, I believe that. That's Wow. Good for him. I mean, way to take advantage of the opportunity. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence playing better has, I think, been a huge reason for that. But he's taken advantage of those targets, and he went nuts last week. Yep. Yeah, this Jacksonville offense is turning into a high-volume um, offense, just lots of targets, lots of moving the ball. Like they're just going to throw the ball a ton. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of amazing sure. what Jacksonville can do when you have a competent head coach, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. right. For sure. Um, and then our other featured matchup, this is the large spread of the week and the high score of the week. Devante's Inferno putting up 175.2 to crush the reigning champ Cupper cup. Um, by 55 points, Cupper Cup only putting up a 120.5. Jackson, what went right? Yeah, I mean, so it started with what went wrong, and then, you know, obviously the game changed, but new additions to the team, Kirk Cousins with 34 points. I mean, putting up 400, he put up like 420 yards in the second half alone. He went bananas with four touchdowns. Dalvin Cook with 95 rushing yards and 95 receiving yards and a touchdown. He even had a fumble, and he still put up 25. Um, AJ Brown, another new addition to the team, 23 points. You know, he went nuts with 181 yards. Uh, the George Kittle resurgence, I, you know, I've been kind of waiting for this moment and the Brock Purdy, George Kittle, Iowa, you know, state of Iowa connection. 
worked out well with him putting up 23 points. Chris Godwin with a solid 18. And the Eagles defense, you know, and what was a close game between the Bears and the Eagles, the Eagles, you know, got six sacks and got 14 fantasy points. So three forced fumbles, a fumble record. Yeah, Eagles defense went nuts against the Bears. Yeah, a lot of things definitely went your way. The, really, the only negative to actually look at would be Devontae Adams only putting up 4.8, but it was not needed this week for you. Um, on mm-hmm. Brett's side of the ball, I mean, Burrow putting up a good day at 24. McCaffrey, another 24-day just doing his thing. Um, Dawson Knox also having a good day. This tight end, match, tight end matchup ended up being great. Yeah, Didn't really see that coming, um, no. but... I would say the big disappointments are the Buffalo defense only putting up a point. Justin um, Tucker. Justin Tucker not doing goat Missing things. two field goals. Yeah, makes no Unheard sense. Unheard of. Yeah, and then Stephon Diggs only putting up 8.2 in that game um, against Miami as well. So they were doing everything they could to lock him down as he's definitely the most dangerous weapon on that team. Yeah. Um, some missed opportunities? N- no, not really. Um, yeah, I mean, for me... Adam Thielen, I guess, over Devonta Adams, but I but you would never, never yeah. in a million years do no. that. So, um, I guess KJ Osborne for Brett, but I don't know who he'd put in it, who put him put him over instead. So, no one, Chuba Hubbard, maybe. Yeah, I mean, well, you maybe put Hubbard in for Singletary, and then you have the flex free. But yeah, yeah. But yeah, it wouldn't have been enough. Um, Jackson, congratulations on moving on. Luke, congratulations on moving on. Um, yeah, thank you. Good luck against the teams that had buys over yeah, this seriously. weekend. And we'll yeah, talk about luck. that as we move on in the show later. Um, as far as records go, um, I am eight and five. Luke is nine and three. Both of us went one and one on the week. Um, thanks, Jackson, for that. Um, Blake is two and two. Josh is one and zero, oh, and Brett is zero oh and one. Um, as far as I'm, act- go ahead, I am so close. I'm tasting ten predictions i'm like right there <laughs> it is right there we get to pick two more this week so no. um the oh odds are in your favor we got three more picks for the rest of the season here so well yeah maybe that's... four if we decide to do the third place game but i think we haven't typically done the third place game though right i i don't remember we'll have to yeah, we'll still, whatever but three or four more picks so i think you'll yep. get there mm-hmm. um as far as scoring goes Knocking average score Average score for team teams in brackets was 116.91, just barely above the average um, of 116.14. So um, pretty standard week here. And our margin victory does not change. Still Cup or Cup at 91.64 points. I honestly thought I had that for a little while um, until kind of Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase kind of figured it out. But I was going into that last game and thinking, like, I might be able to break that record. Hmm. Yeah, it's possible. I mean, you had you had 40 points to go, so still a bit of a distance. But, um, yeah, it's it's not impossible. It's true. Yeah, not impossible. It's just so. very unlikely. Yep. Well, I mean, it's it, that's a big spread. It's huge. Yeah. And the teams are getting more evenly matched as we go. Exactly. In theory. So, yep. Um, but, yeah, that is what we got for the recap. And so next up, we got some waiver action that we want to talk about that happened. Not a whole lot, um, but Blake making a couple pickups to try and solidify his team and maybe just, like, make a dynasty uh, <laughs> selection as well. But we got Zach Moss picked up by Blake for $20, uh, replacing the Jonathan Taylor injury. 
that he dealt with. I doubt that Blake will actually be starting Zach Moss. I think he's got better options at the running back position, but um, it's a good depth piece to have with Moss being the projected lead back the rest of the way in Indy. And probably the projected handcuff next season as well. Right. Yep. Uh, and then the other pickup by Blake, we have Rashid Shahid, that uh, re- receiver on the Saints that we talked about. He got picked up for $10. Both of these guys with no other bids, so Blake dropping $30 for nothing. Just but, for for the gram. Right, just for the gram, exactly. <laughs> but that's that's the game you play sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Shahid's actually been pretty solid um, in the games that he's played. Um, last week, putting up 17 points, um, 95 yards on four targets. So he's more of a deep threat than everyone else. The week before, um, putting up 75 yards on four targets. So yep, um, his yard per target numbers are pretty pretty big. Yeah, and this is a guy that was uh, undrafted. So pretty good production from an undrafted guy for the Saints here. Yep, we love our Weber State guys. They do well in both the NBA and the NFL. Weber? Yeah, Weber State. Yeah, that's the thing. That's how you say it. Okay. That's how you say it. It's not Weber. There's only right. one B. Cool. I watch a lot of college basketball. I uh, know, no, I'm not I know, doubting. I know I'm, this one. 100% I'm not doubting you. It just sounded weird. It does. No, I agree. It is weird. Weber is a weird. It is weird. I, you're not wrong, but it is Weber for sure. Cool. All right. Well, that is what we have for the waivers. Uh, And so now it is time for Jackson's got a special segment on deck for us. Yeah. So, you know, when I come on the podcast, I always want to try to bring something to the table. And so I think between the three of us, I think we've got some fantasy expertise that we can use today. And so what I have done is I have taken the top 10, the top 10 quarterbacks, the top 10 running backs from each individual team. So it's quarterbacks, running backs, wide receiver ones, and wide receiver twos. I have put those names into a ranking system. And so I'm going to give you the names of two, you know, players. And you're going to decide, you know, kind of player A, player B. And we're going to do this for multiple times until we get the rankings for the ten, top 10 quarterbacks on each team, top 10 running backs, and then top 10 wide receiver ones and wide receivers two. Our basis for this is going to be dynasty so who would we want over the next three years i could go longer than that uh, but it's just kind of hard to know with you know rookies coming in things like that so of these player options of these 10 options for each kind of position group we're going to get to our unofficial dynasty rankings and once we kind of get these lists i will post them um probably on saturday that way we can kind of see but it's just kind of interesting to think lots of fantasy football experts are making dynasty rankings and so i think just using our individual league let's kind of make some dynasty rankings for our players. Yeah, I like it. It sounds like it'll be a fun time. Now, just for clarity, you're taking the top from each individual team. And so we are ranking the top wide receivers across the whole league. Yes. Yes, that is correct. So for example, Justin Jefferson is the top receiver and Tyreek Hill is number two. Blake happens to have both of those guys. And so Jefferson is going to be on the wide receiver one list. Tyreek Hill is going to be on the wide receiver two list. Blake kind of wrecking. Hill kind of, uh, you know, Blake is kind of wrecking the curve here, but you'll get kind of the idea. Well, this is how we do our end of the season um, starters as well, like our right. all pro, our all pro first and second teams. So it lines up. Yeah, yeah, but that for that one we do it based on how many points they they did uh, uh, during the season. This one is a dynasty ranking. Correct. Yeah, yeah. but same structure. Right. Yep. Yep. 
So we're going to start with quarterbacks. So I put each team's best quarterback. So like, you know, for example, Luke, you have both Jalen Hurts and Justin Herbert. Hurts has been better this year. Hurts is the one who's kind of going to kind of represent your team on this list. Does that make sense? So Herbert is great. I think a lot of us would want Herbert. But because you have kind of two great quarterback options, Herbert is not on this list. I have to imagine he'd be pretty high up, but you get the idea. Yep. Yeah, sure do. So let's do it. Let's start with quarterbacks. So I'm going to give you two options. You guys can decide. Let's not take long because, you know, this will take a long time. But if you guys can't come to an agreement, I will break the tie. All right. Perfect. So let's start with Burrow and Lamar. I'm starting, I, starting off with a hard one. That's nice. We yeah. are, yeah. Um, because both of these guys have very top talent. I mean, um, I think for me, the rushing floor of Lamar is great and the rushing ability, but that is only going to last for so long. In terms of a dynasty perspective, I would prefer Joe Burrow. Yeah, I'm going to say Burrow too, both from an age and um, team trajectory standpoint. I'm not crazy about what Baltimore has been doing from a team building standpoint in the last few years we will go with burrow all right next gino versus josh allen um josh allen do we actually have to answer out loud um I, yeah I just it's did. josh I'm allen yeah we're gonna go josh <laughs> allen cool fields versus jalen hurts this oh. one's interesting i i gotta go hurts he's just shown more um from the throwing side of the ball and they both have that rushing floor um, that you love to see. Um, and Hertz is really only like a year older than Fields. Yeah, I think at this point, I have to agree. I would go with Hertz. Um, that hurts me as a Bears fan to say, but in terms of team setup at the moment, the Eagles are just more set up for success and they've done more to help Hertz at the moment. Uh, I have no doubt that the Bears are going to do what they can in the future to help Fields out, but Hertz has that right now. And as you did say, Eric, his throwing mechanics have looked very good so far this season, and they're only going to improve. Yeah. All right. We'll go with Hurts. Next, Trevor Lawrence versus Patrick Mahomes. 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 Yeah, it's yeah. it's Mahomes here. Lawrence is great. Mahomes is, I mean, yeah. It's going to be hard Mahomes to beat Mahomes. Mahomes is Mahomes. Yeah, I don't want to take away from Lawrence because he's really done well in the last few weeks and starting to show himself as a, as a – as a franchise quarterback, but yeah. All right. Next up, Aaron Rodgers versus captain Kirk cousins. Oh man. Oof. Oh man. Oh God. Um, I guess <laughs> I'm going to go Kirk. Yeah. Yeah. Which is it, weird, but I'm going Kirk. This one is very interesting to look at. Um, hang on. I got to just do a quick look. See, my gut right now says Kirk Cousins, um, and I'm going to stick with that. Rodgers has just been so washed, and he's just not the same quarterback that he was. He's going downhill. Kirk is at least producing, and with the trajectory of the Vikings at the moment, I'm feeling better about Kirk. Yeah, I think part of it's like team setup. Like, yeah, are the Packers going to keep Rodgers? Are they going to try to move move in? Like, it's just hard to trust Rodgers' situation. Whereas, like, Kirk, while he is an expensive person you you've got a little bit more around him so i kind of agree so we'll go with kirk so next burrow versus hurts hurts right i like the i like the rushing i'm taking hurts yeah in this case with both of the quarterbacks being around the same age and both teams being trajectory 
I'm going to go with the rushing as well and go with Hertz. Okay. Hertz. Next, Burrow versus Kirk. Burrow. Yeah, I'll take Burrow over Kirk. Agreed. Kirk versus Gino. Wow. <laughs> Did not think we'd get this matchup. Um, I I gotta go with Kirk here. I, I guess I do too. Yeah. Gino, like Gino's doing great this year. This is the first year he's done something like this while being in the league for however many years. I I just don't know what the repeatability of it is for Gino. Yep. Uh, yeah. Same reasons. I'm gonna go Kirk. Yep. I like it. All right. Gino versus Lawrence. Lawrence. Yeah, Lawrence. Yep. Kirk versus Lawrence. 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 Agreed. See, this kind of gets easier as we, like, you know, have talked about each player. So now it's Burrow versus Lawrence. Burrow. I'm actually going to go Lawrence here. Really? Oh, we got a tie. Gosh, this is hard. I think... It is hard. For me, it's, it's... Burrow's fantastic. Um... The talent on the Bengals, they're not going to be able to keep that team as full as it is right now in terms of money. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I just Lawrence. I don't know. I'm just going to go with Lawrence. Okay. Yeah, I I get it. I get it. It's tough. Here's here's how I'm going to break the tie. I think Burrow is going to be a more winning quarterback. I think for fantasy, for dynasty. I'd rather go Lawrence. So I'm going to break the tie with Lawrence. All right. Now Hertz versus Lawrence. Hertz. 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 Agreed. Okay. Allen versus Mahomes, folks. Oh, God. The the literal one and two battle that's been going yeah. for the past, like, three years. <laughs> I got to go Allen. I'm sorry. He's, he's just, he's better. I got to go Mahomes. Gosh, this is so hard. Here's the thing. I think this is kind of a similar situation. I think Allen's going to produce more fantasy point wise. You know, with Mahomes, like Kelsey's eventually going to get hurt. I think we're going to like know who Mahomes' targets are a lot less. But I think Allen, because of the rushing, not that Mahomes can't rush. I think I'm going to go Allen in a dynasty fantasy football perspective. But I think Mahomes is going to win more. Does that make sense? Yeah, yep. that's fair. Yep. So we're going Allen. Mahomes versus Lamar. Mahomes. Mahomes. Agreed. Lamar's injury history is just getting kind of tough. Yep. Lamar versus Fields. Fields. Yeah, I take Fields there. On the injury thing. Yep. Mahomes versus Fields. Mahomes. Mahomes. Yep. Lamar versus Rodgers. Lamar. Yep. Hertz versus Allen. Okay. I'm going to go Allen, but it's not by much. I'm going to go Hertz. Oh, this is a this tough is, one. I mean, it's, you're splitting hairs with this one. This is my dynasty quarterbacks one and two. I'm going to go Allen. Totally fair. Yep. Yeah, I think yeah, I, I think between these two it it's close enough that you can just it's, you're poison. It's with these quarterbacks, like they both came in kind of like with the same kind of uh knocks in terms of like we know they can run, but can they actually throw the ball? Um Allen has improved his accuracy while maintaining a cannon. Hertz doesn't have the same cannon while his accuracy has improved. Like I it's you're splitting so many hairs with this matchup. 
Yeah, that's a tough yeah, one. Yeah, I agree. All right, so we're getting close. Hertz versus Lawrence. Hertz. I'll go Hertz. Agreed. Lawrence versus Mahomes. 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 Hertz versus Mahomes. Hertz. Hertz, yeah. He's got four years on him. Yeah, I think the only thing I mean Yeah. The age the age is big. The age is a big part three, of it. I think right, three years. Mahomes is still like so good. And like it's one of those things where like, am I really gonna trust like Sirianni over you know Andy Reid? But picking just between How the quarterback. Andy Reed? He's getting up there. Yeah, that's a good question. It's a good question. But we will go with Hertz. Lawrence versus Burrow. I'll take Lawrence here. I'll also take Lawrence. Lawrence. Burrow versus Fields. Gosh, I feel like I'm really slipping Burrow here, but I'm going to go Fields. I'm going to go with Burrow of the two. I think over the next three years, Fields' rushing ability is going to be very dangerous. I think I got to go Fields. Fair enough. Lawrence versus Fields. This is a hard one. Yeah. Um, because mm. I mean, this is this is. I mean, they were both in the same draft class. Mm-hmm. <laughs> give me Fields. Yeah, give me Fields as well. Fields. Mahomes versus Fields. Mahomes. Mahomes. Yep. Burrow versus Kirk. Burrow. Burrow. Kirk versus Lamar. Uh, Trevor Lawrence. No, this is Kirk. It was Kirk and Lawrence. Kirk Cousins versus Lamar Jackson. Oh, uh, um, I'll still take Lamar. Yeah, I'll do Lamar there. Yep. Burrow versus Lamar. Burrow. Burrow. Kirk versus Geno. Kirk. Kirk. Although, didn't we do that one already? I feel sure. like we've I, done some of I these. I feel like we got to be getting down to the end here. Geno versus Rodgers. Oh, God. Uh, Rodgers, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I also, Rodgers, I guess. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, we've definitely done a couple of these. I, th- I, this is my first time kind of using this system, but we got to be getting close. Kirk versus Rodgers. I think we did Kirk. Kirk. We we did this already. Okay. Yeah, we've we've done some of these. That that was the last one. I think it like finished off the kind of like set up. So final list that we came up with, and I will post this. Number one, Josh Allen. Number two, okay. Jalen Hurts. Number three, Patrick Mahomes. I should have started from the bottom. Number four, <laughs> Justin Fields. Number five, Trevor Lawrence. Number six, Joe Burrow. Seven, Lamar. Eight, Kirk Cousins. Nine, Rogers. 10 Gino. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. And obviously Herbert being excluded. I mean, he's going to slot himself in probably right. above Lawrence below top, Fields, top five. Maybe? Yeah. 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 So, but that I is the top quarterback on each of our teams, each of the 10 teams. Right. So, you know, you can kind of see where you fit in with that. You know, obviously like I just got Kirk and I have Kyler on my team, but Kirk has been better than Kyler this year. So you just kind of right. see where you fit in, but totally. Yeah, there you go. So that was 
quarterbacks. That was a good kind of test to see what that looks like. So there will be some kind of repeat questions as we kind of flip people around. But next we're going to move on to running backs. No, my anxiety is going to peak during the running back one, I think. (laughs) So this this is the top running backs on each person's team this year. So Josh Jacobs. As of this week, right? So like you you have Cook? Yeah. Yep. Mm. So Josh Jacobs versus Tony Pollard. Jacobs. Jacobs. In a contract year. What a stud, man. Yep. Next up. Yeah, he's really killing it. Christian McCaffrey versus Dalvin Cook. McCaffrey. McCaffrey. He's just too good. Yep. Derrick Henry versus Jamal Williams. That's right. Somebody's top oh running back. Jamal. Somebody, <laughs> somebody's top running back this week this year has been Jamal Williams. Not Javante Williams. Uh, I Listen. Think Jamal Williams is what a top fifteen running back. I mean, he's he was like leading the league in rushing touchdowns. It's fallen off really hard. It has, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, Derrick Henry. Yeah, yeah, obviously Derrick Henry. Henry's getting up there, but yeah, I think in that matchup you have to go Henry. Eckler versus Fournette. Eckler. Yep. Chubb versus Etn. Oh, I kind of want to go ETN here. I do too. I think the upsides or the just the longevity part of it. Well, it's the he's, pass catching as well. He's yeah. younger. Yep. All right, we're gonna go ETN. Yeah. Josh Jacobs versus Derrick Henry. Oh my oh, gosh. gosh. <laughs> um, Derrick Henry. I'm gonna go Jacobs. Yeah, I'm gonna go Jacobs here. I think I also have to go Jacobs. Like Derrick Henry is so good, but like the floor is going to come at some point for Henry. What does it for me? It's age. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Derrick that's Henry. True. Derrick Henry's 28. Josh Jacobs is 24. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. So we're going to go Jacobs. Derrick Henry versus Travis Etienne. 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 Jacobs versus Etienne. This is this is a tough one. I'm going to take ETN. I think, yeah, I think I'll also go ETN there. I've been a Jacobs doubter for a while. Um, that's probably my fault by not trusting him this year. But like previous years, he's been in the 15 range as a running back and not at one. So, wow. Mm. ETN's only one year younger than Jacobs. Yeah, I know. But an upcoming offense, Jacobs, I, we don't know where he's going to go. Yeah. There's question marks about that. Yep. Yeah. He's yeah. had injury problems. Yeah. All right. Derrick Henry versus Dalvin Cook. I'll go Henry. Mm-hmm. I'll take Henry. Okay. Henry. Cook versus Leonard Fournette. Cook. Cook. Agreed. McCaffrey versus Eckler. This is a tough one. McCaffrey oh, for me. Oh, Eckler for me. Oh, I was hoping I wouldn't have to break this tie. <laughs> <laughs> I just we can't think, make it all easy on you, Jackson. No, I know. I think I think I'm gonna go Eckler. I just think McCaffrey's injury history is a little bit more substantial. McCaffrey totally is fair. younger than Eckler, which is by a year. Yeah, yeah. But I'm gonna go Eckler. Just of these two, in a dynasty format. All right, McCaffrey versus Pollard. McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Yeah. It just he's proven it too much. 
Pollard versus Jamal Williams. Pollard. Pollard. Definitely okay. Pollard. Thank God I get to pick Pollard one of these times. That's right. <laughs> uh, Jamal Williams versus Chubb. 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 Yep. Pollard versus Chubb. Pa- mm. Pollard. Um, bar, bar, bar. Yeah. Mm. I want to say Chubb there. Mm, yeah, this I don't is know. hard. I'm uh, gonna say Chubb. Yeah, I'm I, changing I, my mind. I want Chubb. There we go. You want Chubb? Clip that. Uh, <laughs> McCaffrey <laughs> versus Chubb. McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Yep. Etn versus Eckler. Eckler. Yeah. Okay, Eckler. I feel uneasy about that. That one's tough. That was a tough one for me. Hmm. Etn versus Jacobs. Etn, Jacobs. Oh God. Um, I'm gonna drive Jacobs into the ground. It's gonna be my fault. This is this is you're just fucking spiteful. That's what this is. (laughs) Not intentionally. And keep in mind, this is the matchup between your guys' players. So I think. Oh, yeah, we're kind of biased. <laughs> yeah, so that makes sense. A little bit. I mean, you try not to be biased, but, yeah. you know, it, we play the game like just yeah. like everyone does. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to go ETN. It's fair enough. Yeah. Jacobs versus McCaffrey. 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 Yep. ETN versus McCaffrey. 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 Eckler versus McCaffrey. It's McCaffrey. Eckler. I think we did this one. We did this one. We've done a we've done a couple of these already, yeah. Yeah. And who do I go with? Did I go with I Mc... think it just I think I went with Eckler. You will... Yeah. Jacobs versus Henry. Yeah. I think it's it's like finalizing out the the list. The Jacobs versus Henry. Okay. God. I took Henry, I think. Did I take Jacobs? I think we went with Jacobs because he was younger. Yeah, I think you went yes. with Jacobs. Yes, that is Henry... it. Yeah. Henry versus Chubb. I don't think we did this one. No, I don't think so. Um, yeah, this one feels new. I'm. Gonna... I'll take Henry. Yeah, I'll go Henry. Okay. Chubb versus Cook. Chubb. Chubb. No one Chubb. All right. Cook versus Pollard. Cook. Cook, but I'm not crazy about it. Pollard's situation is just so like finicky. Yeah. It feels like that's the big problem. Yep. Pollard. How more versus... years does Zeke have on his contract? <laughs> Probably know. just like one or two. Okay. Uh, Pollard versus Fournette. Pollard. Yeah, Pollard. Fournette versus Jamal Williams. <laughs> oh my gosh! I know. Um, Keep in mind that this is the top running back on a couple teams in this league. I know it's it's the only reason like that it's not like Jonathan Taylor in this discussion is because he was so hurt this year. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Um, um, so who are we talking about? Jamal Leonard Williams Fournette and Leonard and Fournette. Jamal Williams, yeah. I'll, I'll take Fournette. Yeah, me too. All right, that is our list. So we're going to start from cool. the bottom this time. Jamal yeah. Williams at 10. Leonard Makes Fournette sense. at 9. Mm-hmm. Tony Pollard at 8. Dalvin Cook at seven. 
Nick Chubb at six, Derrick Henry at five, Jake, Josh Jacobs at four. Could you imagine any list where Josh Jacobs would be four in dynasty yeah. rankings going into the year? But, you know, for our league, Travis Etienne at three, McCaffrey at two, Austin Eckler at one. All right. I don't hate it. Yeah. I think it's pretty close. I, I Jacobs, it's just going to be interesting to see where he ends up. And obviously, you're missing like a big piece in Jonathan Taylor. Like he's one of the big kind of pieces missing out of this. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right, moving on to wide receiver ones. So this is going to be wide receiver ones on each person's team. So starting off, Jefferson versus Waddle. Jefferson. Jefferson. Yeah. Adams versus Lockett. Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams. Yeah. Diggs versus Cup. Cup is still someone's top receiver. He's that good is the thing. I'll take Cup. Yeah, I'll take Cup too. Uh, C.D. Lamb versus Brandon Ayuk. Yep, that's Brandon Ayuk is someone's top. C.D. Lamb. Yeah, C.D. Amon Ra versus Judy. Amon Ra. Yeah. Jefferson versus Cup. Wow. Oh, Jefferson. Gosh. Jefferson, though. Yeah. Cup versus St. Brown. Cup. Cup. St. Brown versus Lockett. St. Brown. St. Brown. Lockett versus Ayuk. Lockett. Lockett. Adams versus Lamb. Give me CD. Mm, yeah, I mean, I agree. It's hard, but yeah. Adams versus Waddle. Waddle. Yeah, Waddle. Age. Just from a di- yeah, from a dynasty it's, perspective, it's, he's yeah. so young. It's the dynasty part of it. The problem is like Hill is also on that team, but dynasty wise, yeah. I get it. Yep. All right, CD Lamb versus Jalen Waddle. CD. Oh, yeah, I'll take CD. Devonta Adams versus Stephon Diggs. Diggs. Stephon Diggs. Waddle sideline versus- touchdown. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to do it. Waddle versus Diggs. Diggs. Oh boy. Um, I'll go Diggs. I want Waddle. Some biases coming through. I'm also going to go with Diggs. Yeah, it's probably the right answer. But all right, Lamb versus Diggs. Lamb. Diggs. Uh, I'm gonna go Diggs. Totally fair. Adams versus Judy. Adams. Adams. Yep. Jefferson versus Diggs. Jefferson. Jefferson. Yep. Diggs versus Cup. 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 Jefferson versus Cup. I think we already did this, but to kind of confirm. Yep. Jefferson. JJ. Diggs, Diggs versus Lamb. Yeah, what was that one? Was that Lamb? Yeah, Diggs versus Lamb. CD. Yeah. That's what I said before, right? I don't remember what I said before. I I can't remember what we did. I I think I said CD before. Luke, what did you say on that one? I said Lamb. Okay. So Lamb. Cup versus Lamb. Cup. Cup. 
Diggs versus St. Brown. Diggs. St. Brown versus Waddle. Waddle. Yeah, Waddle. Diggs versus Waddle. Diggs. St. Brown versus Lockett. St. Brown. St. Brown. Lockett versus Adams. Adams. St. Brown versus Adams. Adams. St. Brown. All right, well, my bias is going to come out. I'm going to go Adams. Yeah, okay, fine. Waddle versus Adams. We're getting close. Uh, Waddle. Waddle. Lockett versus Ayuk. Oh, God. Um, Ayuk, Ayuk, I guess, for the age, from the age side. Yep. Yeah, Ayuk. And then St. Brown versus Ayuk. St. Brown. Brown. Lockett versus Judy. Lockett? Lock it. All right. So our list from the bottom: Jerry Judy at ten, Lockett at nine, Ayuk at eight, St. Brown at seven, Devonte Adams at six, Jalen Waddle at five, Stephon Diggs at four, C.D. Lamb at three, Cooper Cup at two, Justin Jefferson one. All right. And so, nice. obviously, there's some big names on the wide receiver two list, such as Tyreek Hill, A.J. Brown, Jamar Chase, yeah. you know. Yeah. Some there's also absolute some pe- studs that would be all in the top five, Ten. probably. Yeah. Yeah. But there's also yeah. the wide receiver two, just to give you kind of the list of people, we're not going to rank them, but there's also Donovan Peoples-Jones, um, T. Higgins, Amari Cooper, Drake London, McLaurin, Alave, Pittman. So for some people, it's kind of a big drop off. Yes, it is significant. And I'm aware. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, part of it, you got that number, another number one draft pick. So you got a chance to replace. Yeah. Yep. And Mechie, John Mechie. He's been hurt all year. He's coming back. That's right. So I got hope. But yeah, I will post cool. this list on fun, Saturday. Jackson. Yeah, it's a little different. Yeah, it's a good way to do it. I like it. I feel like yeah. now, like when I do my process for like figuring out who I want to draft or like how I want to like approach trades, I should just like do this exercise for myself right? and mm-hmm. like rank all these players against each other and give myself a comprehensive list. I think it's a great yeah. way to do it. It's, I mean, it's it's going to get your you're going to compare them for whatever amount of time but like for me this one it was just like gut reaction honestly mm-hmm. yep totally and i think Which it turned nice. out like about right like i don't think there's any like big like dis- disagreements or disparities in our list and this is obviously just based solely on our league like there's some like people missing in these like lists but it kind of just shows like huh if i have the number 10 in this list as my wide receiver one what do i need to do to kind of get something a little different going right yeah how do i make sure my wide receiver wide receiver two is like 11 or how do i get a better one yeah exactly exactly yeah all right cool well thanks for that jackson yeah Yeah. it was fun i like it next up uh is where we're going to talk about our matchup previews for this it's the semifinals for the it is the semifinals yeah so uh a couple matchups here we've got myself against Blake Prestige Worldwide 
And we have uh, Ermans, Brees' pieces coming off of bye to face Jackson's Devontae's Inferno. So let's start out with uh, my matchup against Blake. Daft Punk versus Prestige Worldwide. The spread prior to Thursday Night Football starting was about 20.7 points. Um, neither of us have players going tonight, so it has maintained at that. In favor of Blake, I should say. His projection is stupid high. It is. It's probably the high, one of the highest projections we've seen all year. It's a his projected score is one forty two point seven. Uh, for anyone who did hasn't looked at it, that is on the back of he has Josh Allen projected at twenty three. He has Jefferson projected at twenty one, and Tyreek Hill projected at twenty. Like he's got insanely high projections for yep. multiple players here. Agreed. Yeah. It's it's kind of wild. Um, so we can start a quarterback here. We've got Justin Herbert going against Josh Allen. We just did this exercise, except not <laughs> yep. really, because Herbert wasn't in it. Herbert wasn't involved. Um, but I'm going to take Allen. It, he's just better. Yeah, I'm also going to take Allen. Uh, the matchup this. is better for Herbert, I think. But Technically, yes. The Bears passing defense is garbage. Uh, honestly, the Bears defense is garbage. They they turned out against Philly last week, but this is going to be in Buffalo. So I think the home field is going to tone it down a little bit. No, it's in um, Chicago. It's in Chicago. Oh, it's at Chicago. Yeah, my bad. My bad. Um, but still, I, I'm yeah. going to go Allen here. Yep. Same. Agreed. And I think it's it's hard, though, because you got to start thinking about weather now in some of these. Herbert's going to be playing in a dome. Allen's going to be playing outside. But I still think you got to go Allen. Yeah, yeah. There is some gross weather this weekend, so definitely something to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, next up on our running back one line, we have Josh Jacobs for Luke going against Tony Pollard for Blake. Um, I'm going to take Jacobs here. Uh, yeah, I'm also going to go with Jacobs. That Philly um, defense is tough. Yeah, and Pittsburgh defense—they uh, have the capability to let up a good rushing performance. They also can stifle it, but. I'm going to bank on them not stifling it. Yep, totally. I agree. I, um, I would go with Jacobs in that, and it coincides with our list. <laughs> Perfect. That's true. Um, next up here, we have Kenneth Walker for Luke going against James Connor for Blake. Um, mm, that's Seahawks what I have are playing, to say. Seahawks are playing the Chiefs, and the Cardinals are playing the Bucks. I'll go first on this one. I'm going to go Connor. I think just Kenneth Walker is a little banged up. Plus, the Chiefs are going to probably get up, and so Seattle's going to have to throw. I think there's more of a chance that, like, Connor just gets more work, just, like, the amount of volume he gets. That's that's my basis for going with Connor in this particular matchup. Yeah, I think, I think Connor is definitely guaranteed more volume uh, in this than Walker is guaranteed. Um, Tampa Bay, while having struggled this year, is still a little tough on running backs. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is that to kind of take into account. Kansas City is about middle of the pack against running backs. Uh, Casey letting up twenty point four to running backs, and Tampa Bay letting up seventeen point one. So a three point difference there uh, in terms of season averages. Um, I'm also gonna go with Connor because of that volume. Yeah, I I can get on board with that. I can agree with that. Um, next up here, we have Mike Evans for Luke going against Justin Jefferson for Blake. Um, it's JJ. Yeah, Jefferson. It's always yeah. J- it's always JJ. Um, 
following up with that, we have T- Terry McLaurin on Luke's squad going against DK Metcalf for Blake's squad. Um, I'm going to take DK primarily because there's no locket. Um, and as previously mentioned, they might have to throw a lot um, to try and stay in this game. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm also going to side uh, on the Metcalf side of that ball there um, as much as it hurts. But yeah, you, you got to take that talent. Mm-hmm. Plus that with McLaurin going into the Niners, it's just yeah, tough. Yeah, the matchup for Terry is, is pretty pretty rough um, with how strong they've been performing. And the Chiefs have not been that great overall against wide receivers on the hold this season. Right. Yeah. Next up here, we have C.D. Lamb on Luke's side going against Tyreek Hill on Blake's side. Just brutal matchups down down the down the list here for you, Luke. I'm gonna yeah, you're telling me. I'm gonna take Tyreek here. He's just so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's in Miami I, and not in Green Bay, which yeah, definitely helps. right, which definitely helps. They don't have to play in a cold environment again. Um, yeah, it feels it, it does feel like uh, Tyreek is the way to go here for sure. I hate I, it, but yeah, this is tough, Luke, but I got to go with Ty- Tyreek. Um, on a potential win on Luke's side of the ball here, we've got he's- Dallas Goddard going against Darren Waller. Um, I'm going to take Goddard. If he's healthy, he's going to get volume and he's going to be good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Gardner is going to be uh, looking to Goddard quite a bit. I think in these situations, in, in yeah. some tight situations against Phil or against Dallas here, um, so yeah, I'm going to go with Goddard as well. Totally agree. Yep. Goddard of these two in the flex position, a pretty good matchup in my mind. Uh, we've got Ramondre Stevenson for Luke's squad going against Aaron Jones for Blake's squad. Um, gosh, I, I like Ramondre. He just puts out when he plays, um, and he played well last week. Um, other than obviously the end scenario, Yep. there um, but that's <laughs> which not, we didn't talk about that at all. yeah not totally his fault i mean <laughs> his lateral was successful but um, <laughs> yeah i i just i think he's i think he's just gonna do he's just gonna do ramondre stevenson things and i know aaron jones is banged up and aj dylan's been running really well so they may lean much closer to a split backfield in that game i think this matchup uh hinges on whether or not Damian Harris is able to play Mm. because Harris was unable to go last week. Again, Ramondre was the one and only guy. Um, If Harris again, doesn't go, I think this is Stevenson's uh, edge in terms of this, this matchup here. Yeah. I'm going to agree about Stevenson. I think, you know, the Packers-Miami game has the potential to get kind of into a track meet. And if that's the case, I think Aaron Jones' usage might not be quite what Ramondre is going to be able to get in kind of what I imagine to be kind of a tough game in New England against the Bengals. Who Bengals are good, but I think they're just going to use Ramondre more. Yep, yep. agreed. Yep. Um, next up here, we have Jason Myers on Luke's team going against D- Daniel Carlson for Blake's team in the kicker mm-hmm. position. Um, Daniel Carlson, as a reminder, is kicker number one, and Jason Myers is kicker number like mid. He's like four. Yeah, um, I'm going to take Carlson here. Um, they're both outside, um, but Carlson's kicker one. So 
Yeah, I, I'm going to go with Carlson as well. The Steelers um, on the season are 26th in terms of mm. uh, going against kickers, so they're just a better stream. They let up on average 9.2, whereas the Chiefs let up on average 7.7. So yep. Carlson has the edge there. Yeah, I agree. I'd go with Carlson. Um, and then at the defensive spot, we've got Dallas for Luke's team and Washington for Blake's team. Dallas is playing Philadelphia um, at home, and Washington is going to San Francisco to play. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to take Dallas. Um, being at home is definitely an advantage, though it is a tough matchup going against Philly. Um, Very tough, but yeah. it's tough against San Francisco, too, um, and playing in San Francisco is going to be even more of a challenge for the Washington defense. Yep. Yeah. I slight edge to Dallas as well. They are hurt for sure. Uh, mm. We talked about that a little bit earlier on in the show, um, but they're still outside chance uh, at the division, I think. Right. I don't think I think it's not impossible. Yeah, it's I mean, a lot has to go their way. The Eagles yeah. have to lose out. So. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah. Dallas is going to be playing hard in this divisional matchup. Um, and so I'm going to go with them here. I'm going to agree. Dallas, I just think the matchup is a little better. I mean, I think playing against – though both teams are playing against backup quarterbacks, so you can't really use that. Yeah, I, I think I'm just going to go with Dallas, especially because they're at home. I will, I will say in favor of Washington's defense, we've mentioned this quite a bit, and it has never actually been true. This is the first <laughs> time it's actually true. Chase Young is making his debut against mm. the Niners. <laughs> yeah, I feel like so, you said that like five weeks ago. It's been, yeah, it's been and, a consistent theme of this podcast that, well, guys, Chase Young's going to be back. <laughs> and then he's not back. <laughs> they keep hemming and hawing over it. Just put him in already. Jeez. <laughs> I think they've confirmed that it's actually happening this time. So, All right. Well, good. I'm glad. So, yeah, uh, he'll be doing what he can to get after Big Cock Brock. Um, but San Francisco's offense is too good still with, with <laughs> Brock leading the way. So Yes, it is still very potent. Um, so we'll come back to picks on this one. Um, Luke, we know where you land, um, as you must. I land firmly in the middle, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so the next matchup we're going to be looking at is Brees' Pieces versus Devontae's Inferno. The spread at the start of this prior to Thursday Night Football was 5.3 points in favor of Brees' Pieces. Um, That is not holding up. We'll touch on that. But first up, quarterback position. Patrick Mahomes for Ehrman uh, as the Chiefs take on the Seahawks and Kirk Cousins on Jackson's side as the Vikings take on the Giants in a, an important game for both of these teams. Mm-hmm. Does the Vikings still technically have a shot at the first overall? Yeah, technically, yeah. I think more so it's about fighting off the Niners to keep at least some home field advantage. Right. Yeah, trying to yeah. keep the two seed. Yep, and the Giants are fighting for their playoff life. Yep, absolutely. So that's going to be an important game. Um, at the end of the day, though, we got to go Mahomes. He's the best or second best. Easily yep. <laughs> or third best, one of the top three for sure. So I think he's uh, number two. He will pass Jalen Hurts this weekend. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yep. No, I'd love to go Kirk, but I have to go Mahomes. There's no doubt. Yep, for sure. Next up, running back position. We have Jamal Williams on Urban's side as the Lions take on the Carolina Panthers. Lions making a late season playoff push as well. 
Um, and Dalvin Cook on Jackson's side uh, in that same Minnesota-New York matchup. Um, Jamal Williams, running back 10, standard, 14 PPR, touchdown dependent. I think we go. you got to go Dalvin Cook here for the volume dependent, like the volume guarantee. Yep, I agree. There's just too many question marks around Williams' usage. If he doesn't get a touchdown, he's effectively useless as a running back. Yeah, a lot more consistency for Cook in Minnesota. Yep, right. Next up, next running backs, we have Alvin Kamara on Ehrman's side as the Saints take on the Cleveland Browns. And Jackson has the other half of that Detroit backfield uh, in DeAndre Swift. Um, Swift usage still incredibly frustrating. They don't know if they want to use him or not, even though he's stupid good. But they're still winning games, so whatever. Yeah, I think those question marks alone and the bad weather in Cleveland, um, forcing it to be probably a very run-heavy game on both sides, um, gives the edge to Kamara here. He's just he's going to be their all-purpose tool. They're all banged up. He's going to have to run a lot. Um, and yeah, question marks in Detroit about what the hell they're doing with Swift. Yeah, it's been a frustrating year to be a Swift owner. Like he is good. I just don't feel like they're using him consistently, and so. As much as I'd love to go Swift, I'm just hoping he's better than Jamal Williams, but I have to go Kamara in this particular matchup. Yep, also got to go Kamara here. Next up, we have wide receivers. First up in the wide receiver slot, Ehrman has Juju Smith-Schuster and Jackson with Devontae Adams as the Raiders take on the Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh. Um, So it's pretty easily Devontae Adams for me. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go Adams here, but although I want to note that Juju has been good in the last five, six games that he's been around, yep. um, and Devontae has struggled in cases, so um, something to see, but I, I think it's still Devontae. Yeah, there's been a few up and down weeks from Adams, but just the 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 ceiling for Adams is so high, I have to go with Adams. Yeah, Juju's definitely like solidified himself as as Mahomes' go to receiver, um, outside of Kelsey and Jarek McKinnon. Um, yeah, what? <laughs> Jarek McKinnon yeah. popping the fuck off the past yeah. few weeks. He's been going. He's been going wild. He's a league winner at this point. Uh, if if the trend continues. <laughs> um, but yeah, in terms of this matchup, Devontae Adams because the ceiling is stupid. Um, next up. Ehrman has Amon Ross St. Brown and Jackson has AJ Brown uh, matchup of the Browns, I guess. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Brown versus Brown. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. We've talked about these matchups a little bit. So uh, Amon Ra uh, going against Carolina, uh, high snap percentage still in that Detroit offense is firing on all passing cylinders at the moment and Philly with Gardner Minshew at QB. We just don't know what that is looking like for AJ Brown, but he is still an absolute monster of a receiver. Man, this one's really tough. I think, I think I'm going to land on Amon Ra just because um, of the quarterback situation in Philly, not being what it was. Um, I think the receivers will take a tick down with Minshew around. Um, and yeah, Detroit is firing in all cylinders. No question. Um, going against a pretty suspect Carolina team. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I love A.J. Brown, but just because of Minshew being the quarterback, I still think A.J. Brown's going to get plenty, but I think there's definitely a higher chance of Amon Ra getting more, so I have to agree, unfortunately. I'm actually going to go with A.J. Brown here. Okay, Um, I like it. 
I, I don't do think it's like, crazy. No, no yeah, it's not, not at all. I, yeah, I mean, so yeah, Carolina's struggling. Detroit goes through the, the passing game, and Amon Ra is going to get his for sure. A.J. Brown uh, is the one for the Eagles. Gardner Minshew is going to go to him. Dallas, whilst like defense overall has been great, the past three weeks uh they have not been great against receivers and in fact on a whole this season they're actually sixth or seventh worst against the wide receiver position um a lot of that coming off of the back of they let up 60 points to the jags last week in that game yeah but yeah still, that secondary is hurt um so there is a, a lot of potential for aj Brown to pop off and i'm gonna go for that popping off right now yeah, I think it's fair. Totally. Next up, wide receiver three, we have Amari Cooper for Michael Ehrman and Christian Kirk going right now for the Jacksonville Jaguars on Jackson's side of the ball. Um, Amari Cooper quietly having a strong wide receiver two season and Christian Kirk coming into Jacksonville, totally making it like shown that they paid the money for a good reason. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to try and ignore current production, and I'm going to go with Christian Kirk um, here. I just – Deshaun Watson has not been the guy yet. Um, I mentioned the Cleveland game from a weather perspective already. Um, ever since he's been back, Cooper has not scored more than 7.8 points is his highest over the last three weeks. Um, so definitely not something you want to see. Um, and Kirk usually just gets just crazy volume. And so for that reason, I'm going to go Kirk. Yeah, I think yeah, it's hard to not look at what, kind of what's happening right now. But I think Kirk has a kind of just a more volume production standpoint, whereas Amari Cooper, I feel like uh, in order for him to kind of beat Kirk, he's almost going to have to get a touchdown. I just don't see it being a high, like, flying passing game for, like, Amari to kind of pop off. So I, w- I would also kind of lean Kirk. Yeah, I lean Kirk as well because Deshaun Watson sucks. Yeah. Yeah, yep. agreed. There, there you go. That's some good football uh, analysis. Yeah, I don't give, I don't give a shit. He looks bad, uh, and he's yeah, bad. No, he does, and he is bad. Yes, exactly. He looks yeah. bad and is bad. Yeah. So that's all we have there. Uh, next up, tight end position, we have two top tier tight ends: Travis Kelsey on Ehrman's side and George Kittle on Jackson's side. Um, we've talked about who these teams are playing, and I mean. All in unison now. Travis, Travis Kelsey. Kelsey. Yeah, it's it's a no-brainer. Yep. Yeah, like it's. I wish it was different, but it's Kelsey. Yeah, it's a no-brainer here. Next up in the flex position, Ehrman rocking Jacoby Myers as the Patriots take on the Bengals and Jackson with Chris Godwin. Tampa Bay Bucks going up against the Arizona Cardinals. Godwin. Uh, solidifying himself as like the wide receiver one in Tampa Bay in terms of fantasy production. Um, Cause he's actually producing where Mike Evans is not. And Jacoby Myers still the wide receiver one in new England, but they really can't throw the ball. And also I don't know what is going to happen with his volume after the bullshit that happened at the end of the Raiders game. <laughs> yeah. It's gotta be Godwin. He's just been a monster over the last five, six weeks. Um, Tom Brady is like only looking Godwin's way, basically. Um, and it's paying off from a, from a fantasy perspective. Yeah, I'm going to go Godwin. I think just it's a who you trust more a little bit with like who's throwing in the ball. Do you trust Mac Jones? 
Like Jacoma Myers is for sure the one, but I just don't trust Matt Jones. Whereas, yes, Tom Brady hasn't been great this year, but it's a pretty good matchup in Arizona, who has you know isn't very good. And so I'm going to go with Godwin. Yeah, I'm also going to go with Godwin. Uh, the Bucks are going to need to be throwing that ball, and Godwin's going to be getting his looks. Whereas Mac Jones ain't the same guy that he was a season ago. Yeah, it's it's kind of one of those things where wow, maybe we should hire an offensive coordinator. See if that would help. That makes too much sense. Yeah, yeah. craziness. How dare you suggest that? Yeah, yeah that's ridiculous. My bad. Next up, kicker position. Ehrman's got Harrison Bucker going, and Jackson, you've got Evan McPherson uh, in that Cincinnati-New England matchup. Um, it's Harrison Butker for me here. Yep, me too. It's close. like it's, But, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm fine leaning Butker. It's not that McPherson isn't good. It's just like kind of who's a little bit better. Yeah, I think it's fair to say Butker. Yep, yeah. I think part of that is going to be weather as well. I mean, both of these matchups are going to be windy, um, mm-hmm. but I think new England is going to be windier and than cold. Kansas City should. Yeah. 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 So definitely a factor. Um, but next up, finally, we have the defenses on this matchup. Ehrman with the LA chargers as they take on the Indianapolis Colts and uh, Jackson, you got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going up against the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals with Trace McSorley, Colts with Big Dick Nick. Weather not a thing for these matchups because they're both in a dome. So that's good. I like Tampa. Um, Arizona's going to really struggle, um, and it's going to be really easy to focus on the run alone um, when in that matchup. Um, And not that Indy is going to do a whole lot better against the Chargers, um, but we know what Nick Foles is, so... Yeah, they're both super juicy matchups. Um, yeah. I'm going to lean Buccaneers a little bit, um, but I think you honestly can't go wrong with either of these defenses. Yeah, the Bucks defense has kind of uh, staggered the past few weeks here, um, and just on the whole, on the season, they haven't been the same unit that they have been. Um, the Chargers have kind of picked up steam a little bit. Uh, I'm going to go with the Chargers here. I think they'll be able to get at, Nick Foles um, pretty often. Uh, and I mean, they really, that run game is not going to be as, as strong without Jonathan Taylor. So yeah. I think they'll be able to get to Nick Foles and, and uh, have a decent enough performance here against the Colts as they, yeah. tr- as they try to make the playoffs still. Yeah. Super fair. Yep. So yeah, that is what we have for that matchup. And so, now it is time for predictions on both of these matchups. Should we run it back and do a prediction on the Daft Punk versus Prestige matchup first? Yeah. Yeah. Fine. Cool. Let's do that. Uh, obviously, we know where I side. I uh, obligated to pick myself. So one one notch to Daft Punk, and I will leave it to you two to tell me why you're picking Prestige instead. <laughs> I don't think it takes a whole lot of explanation. Um, I am t- picking Prestige. Um, I mean, he's got wide receiver one and two and quarterback um, three on his roster. And to me, that, that's enough. Um, that, those players are going to do enough to, to push him over the edge. Yeah, it's just, it's hard. This is such a tough matchup. Blake has a very good team. Obviously, like, it's going to take some duds 
and that could happen. Like crazier things have happened. We've seen it. We've seen Blake lose before in the playoffs. But if I have to pick, I have to go with Blake. There's just too many studs. Yeah, I totally get it. Um, and so then for the next matchup, we have Reese's Pieces versus Devontae's Inferno. And so, Jackson, I think we know where you're siding on this one. Yeah, I mean, I think I've got a really good chance. I mean, I really like Ehrman's team as well. But I'm going to trust my consistent guys, some of my new guys, and hope, you know, I think I have a pretty good chance to win this week. Um, I won't, obviously won't be, like, flabbergasted if I lose, but I, I'm going to trust myself this week. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I went through these and went like pick like left, right, left, right. You know which one I think was better, and it was every other all the way down. Um, so that's not helpful for picking this out. Um, but I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Ermin here. I just think the Mahomes over Cousins gap is probably big enough. Um, I, I I like Kamara quite a bit over Swift actually, um, and then the Kelsey thing is just it's hard to overcome. Yeah, that's that's so I did the exact same thing, Eric, and going just down these sides and it was like, cool, this is coming out evenly, so I can't just do that. Right. Um which awesome. But I'm gonna go Jackson, I'm gonna go with you here. Um I do agree that the Mahomes and Kelsey gap is gonna be pretty large, but I think the rest of your two and Kamara over Swift. Um, but I think that Cook over Williams and then all of your receivers uh, over his are going to be enough of a gap um, kind of filler uh, to put you close enough and also over the top where I think that that over the top comes from the flex right now in Godwin and Myers. Godwin getting a, a much higher score than Jacoby Myers should. So I'm going to go with you here, Jackson. All right. Well, I hope I hope that works out and I hope you get your 10th win in some form, whether it's by picking me or honestly by picking yourself. I would love it if I get the 10th win from picking myself. That would be fantastic. Yeah, that'd be dope. That'd be yeah. sick. Um, but that's a hell of an uphill climb that <laughs> I got to do there. So awesome. That is what we got for the matchups for this weekend. Uh, and so good luck to all teams still in the playoffs. I mean, this is a semifinals, so you're looking to lock up your your spot in the finals and the championship matchup here. So just good luck to everyone um, this upcoming weekend. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you guys are the ones that matter, but yes, good luck to everyone. Yeah. Yeah, Agreed. absolutely. Good luck. Good luck. It's been awesome to be on. And yeah, I'm excited to kind of see how the fantasy semifinals shake out. Yeah, I think we all are. Uh, that is what we have for these, the final segment. And so with that, we're ready to close out our show. Guys, anything you would like to add? Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Thank you guys so much for having me on. It's definitely been a pleasure. And yeah, kind of excited to see how this shakes out and looking forward to see how our Dynasty League continues. It's been really cool to be part of this. And it's going to be fun over the next few years to see how it kind of continues. Yeah, it definitely is. Jackson, thank you so much for for making an appearance on this episode. It was a great segment that you provided us and uh, just great insight that you gave us all throughout the episode. So, yeah, yeah I think with that, great. that Thanks is. Coming. Yep. I think with that, that is what we have for the episode. And so thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the Fantasy Blue Balls podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as we enjoyed making it. And with that, have a good night, have a good day, and happy holidays. Good luck. Bye.